This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Did everyone make their New Year's resolutions? Well, one of mine is to not have toxic or flaky people in my life anymore. It's not that hard. You make plans, you show up, guys. But listen, as far as getting rid of everything flaky, that includes dandruff. And that's why I have to tell you about Way's new anti-dandruff shampoo. Now, I like a high-end product. That's pretty obvious. And I've used Way forever. So when I discovered they also had a product to help with dandruff, I mean, so many people suffer from dandruff. I was on board. But what I didn't expect is for their anti-dandruff shampoo to be as great as all their other products. This product smells so great. It smells like ginger and spearmint. And you don't have to take my word for it. After 28 days, 100% of participants agreed they saw fewer flakes and their scalp felt less itchy and less irritated. So go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code VELVETROPE for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I, the way, dot com, code VELVETROPE and get 15% off your entire purchase. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Rachel Clark. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) In the flesh like pre-covid <laughs> in a studio what's going on how are you i'm doing so good it feels good to get out and put on a cool outfit and chat with you today i'm excited listen winter house season two your <laughs> first season so i mean listen we're you know we're coming to the end of this season like how has this whole experience been it's been wild it's definitely not anything i ever expected it to be and it was honestly so much fun like what like i never thought i would have an opportunity to like do this so it's just like it was all a pleasant surprise and a little bit terrifying (laughs) now that like the season's out you know and it's you've been going to you've been doing press going to premiere parties like have (laughs) you adjusted to your newfound bravo liberties you're officially a bravo liberty rachel (sighs) known honestly I mean if you asked any of my friends they would have been like this is a long time coming <laughs> but uh no it's it's cool though I mean like I feel like the only like really jarring moment for me was kind of at BravoCon because the fans are real like you guys are so loyal and low-key crazy in the best of ways <laughs> but like I could not walk through that area without being stopped and I've like never experienced that in my life I was like oh my god I'm famous <laughs> were you sh- were you so you were like just shocked at like that 
you know, and you had only been on like, you know, for I, I don't know how many weeks, but it was only a few weeks at that point. It was one episode. And that one episode, I believe, aired like maybe a day or two before BravoCon. So like that paired with like being on the finale of Summer House, I was like, how do you guys know who I am? <laughs> Listen, like you said, the fans know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, we did meet you, you know, on the finale of Summer House, you know. That's true. Did you, how do you decide that you want to go into Flowers? Like h- how how does that happen? That's a loaded question, but we'll get into it. <laughs> You know, listen, you thought, listen, we might as well get to know you a little bit before we talk about all, you know, the drama and fun of the season. You're easing me into into this. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> we start with the easy questions. You're right. Rachel. You're right. I got this down. All right. So um, before Flowers, I worked um, as a visual designer and merchandiser for Nordstrom. And that's honestly like was my biggest passion and my dream job. And then, you know, as I moved my way up through the corporate ladder of like different companies and industries, all in fashion, I just realized like this wasn't what I wanted to do and I honestly just came into the office one day and quit and it was hard (laughs) like I struggled and you know making rent and just getting by in New York City like I went back to like working at a restaurant and working at cafes which I loved those times but you know they didn't really they weren't gonna pay for my like lifestyle that I wanted (laughs) but you know like I you know I did some soul searching and one day a friend was like do you need a job it pays cash I was like oh my god music to my ears yes and little did I know it was in this little flower shop in Chelsea and it was like worlds collided and everything that I've ever loved about any job or anything I ever did was was that and it's the uh, it's the love of my life so to speak <laughs> wow and then so you just started your own company like from there like you worked there for a while and then started your own business I worked at that company for a few years and then I realized that I really I wanted to dive more personally into the industry and how much more personal can you get than doing people's weddings so I worked in, a, in the wedding industry for a while and then I started realizing that I started gaining clients by them coming to me and not just for the companies that I worked for. And then I was like, hmm, I could make more money if I worked for myself. And I mean, through trial and error, I really paid my dues and learned so much for for the companies I worked for. And then, you know, it was time to spread my wings. And here we are. (laughs) You do weddings. You do corporate events. I saw Mm -hmm. you just did New York Fashion Week. You did Boohoo, Kourtney Kardashian. Mm -hmm. I mean... Is Courtney involved? Like, do you, or is it like? I mean, I'm just curious. Or is there like twelve layers, and it's all corporate? And it's all it's all corporate, you know. But like at the end of the day, I got you know, I got I get to add that to like my resume of clients I worked with. So I worked, I've worked with Kendall too. So it's kind of like, who's the next Kardashian? Listen, honey, there are things less exciting people to be tied to. I mean, like you could have a whole career. You might be the personal florist for the. I don't know if I'm signing up for that, but you never know. Never say no, right? (laughs) Have you worked with like a lot of celebrities? Like have you ever done like a celebrity wedding or anything like that yet? I mean, I think the closest to celebrity weddings I've done is Kyle Amanda's, which they're, you know, they're up there. They're pretty cool. I feel like they're more relatable than any other celebrity, you know, at the time. So, yeah, I mean, that and working for some really big brands and names out there has really like put me on the – Put, put me out there. Did you know Kyle and Amanda before you did their wedding? Like, how did they, when this, this person canceled <laughs> on them or didn't show, like, how, how did you get involved? Well, despite what people like to say, the drama of their floors dropping out is 1,000% real. And I, anyone in the event industry knows that, like, you wouldn't willingly sign up for this if it wasn't, like, like you you know the stakes that could go wrong. So basically what happened is their floors dropped out and a friend, a mutual friend of Kyle Amanda's and mine reached out to me and they're like, hey. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> and like, can we talk? I'm like, are you mad at me? Like, what's going on? And he was just like, are you available this date? And I, like, I pulled up my calendar. I was like, no, why? And he kind of gave me like the down low what the what the situation was. And I was like, oh, my God, I will become available. And, you know, like I took the initial meeting with them and it helped that their wedding planner was actually the wedding planner for the first wedding I ever did as a florist. So it was very comforting. And kind of full circle. And like when I talked to Amanda and Kyle, like their mood board was so cool. Their vibe was cool. Like I just enjoyed them as a couple. And I was like, yes, I'll take on the stress. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Now, I mean, listen, you, you know, are a woman about town. You live in New York. Like, did you know, like specific, I mean, I assume you knew what Bravo was. Like, were you a fan of reality TV before all of this? No, I actually was not really like aware of like 
how like the Bravo world and like Bravo celebrities and all of that. And I think that was actually better that way because like my nerves weren't as like sh- like rattled. I mean, like on top of like having to like execute a huge wedding that's going to be on TV, like that was enough. Like I didn't also need to know like everything about them in the show, but I did watch it after and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> You're like, what's going on here? Yeah. So, like, you didn't specifically know, like, Summer House or any of this? Nothing. I had no idea. Like, I had to sign waivers and all of that. And I was like, okay, this is is a thing. Okay. (laughs) So now you can say you've done a wedding that was on TV. So that's a big deal. It's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) So how do you go from, like, hey, this is a job. You know, I'm doing this wedding. It's going to be on TV. It's going to help my career. This is my passion. How do you go from that to being, like, asked to be on Winter House? Like, (laughs) where where did you first hear about, like, hey, you were on? there for a few minutes we might want you for this other show connecting the dots so like one night me and amanda grabbed drinks at this cute bar in lower east side and she was just kind of like tossing the idea out and i'm like and at this point we had been eating like we had like oysters and like multiple like glasses of wine and like i knew the bartenders there so shots appeared you know whether you wanted them or not and then the next thing you know i i guess i agreed to go on a winter vacation with everybody <laughs> And I was like, oh, that happened. (laughs) And I really didn't know what I was signing up for. But again, like, why not? Like, I'm a creature of habit to some degree, like living in the crazy like event industry that I do. Like, I'm down for anything to kind of like shake up my life. Did you have like any reservations or was it like, let's go? It's, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks, just to party with a bunch of people. (laughs) Let's have some fun. I mean, to be honest, I thought like afterwards when I really had to make a hard decision, I thought about it for maybe less than an hour. I'm quite impulsive and like I know what I want and like I am just really sure who I am. So I thought about it for like an hour and thought about like, oh, what could go wrong? (laughs) A lot. But (laughs) I don't know. I was just like so excited for the opportunity like to just like relive like my early 20s, I want to say, because I'm in my 30s now. I'm like, when do you really have an opportunity to do this? Like, you don't sometimes. So I was like, I need to do it. <laughs> so you didn't really know, so you didn't know anyone in this house before Colin and Amanda. I mean, it was just Colin and Amanda. Or I mean, you were at the wedding too, mm-hmm. but you didn't really know anyone. Well, I knew, it was funny enough, so earlier that summer, I did an event for Smirnoff, and later on, like, in the event, I realized that the host of the Smirnoff event was um, Paige and Sierra. I was like, oh my god, this is such a small world, and so, like, knew them loosely, and everyone else, like, no, didn't know who they were, so I was just going in blind, hoping for the best. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, look, you weren't the only newbie this season, as they say. We had Jessica and Corey. Mm -hmm. What were your, like, did having them there help you know like talk to me about Jessica and Corey and your relationship with them well meeting Corey I mean he's like a conundrum I feel like when you meet him you're like what what are you wearing like I'm used to like New York style and like just like effortless cool and then like this guy rolls up in like what I would expect like just gave me like Ed Hardy vibes and like you know like bleach stained shirts and holes everywhere like acid holes in his shirts and I was like ah immediately no but (laughs) Like, but then, like, when you get to talk to him and hang out, he's, like, the most down-to-earth, cool guy. Like, I don't know. I really enjoyed hanging out with him. I feel like he brought a lot of energy to the house. Um, Reckless energy, I will say. Breaking chairs, throwing wine glasses at the wall. Like, whatever. Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, like, Jess was also new. I think there was a little bit, like, a reservation with her only because she was so significantly younger and – I mean, like, uh, she's, you know, mature for her age, maybe, but, like, there's nothing that, like, you know, 10 years can replace, like, that, you know? So there is a little, like, disconnect there. Did Corey give you just, like, early 2000 vibes with all the acid wash and... He could be in a boy band. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> who was, out of everyone, who was the most welcoming to you, did you feel... Um, I mean, like, Kyle and Amanda, of course, were, like, the most welcoming, and, like, Kyle always checked in, Amanda always checked in, Sierra was super endearing and sweet, and so was Luke, honestly. Like, everyone was really nice. I even, like, really enjoyed talking to Craig and Austin, and who else am I forgetting? I don't know. (laughs) But, like, everyone was just honestly really nice and down to earth. Well, someone has to be the least welcoming. Who was the least welcoming? Or just, you know, did you find the hardest to get to know? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. 
You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. My little baby, Loka, my kitty, she loves and deserves the finer things in life. She's just like her daddy. But listen, I never knew that that could include her cat food. I mean, look, I kind of have given up on cat food. It's all the same to me and it doesn't exactly smell good. And I just figured it is what it is. But then I discovered Smalls. I like to describe Smalls as high-end cat food. It feels so luxurious. Loka seems to be more thrilled with me these days than ever. And it's actually healthy. It's preservative-free. And you know how all cat food kind of looks the same? Not smalls. It's healthy protein ingredients. So you can actually like see the chunks of protein. And it's so easy. You go online, you take a quiz, you pick out the flavors your cat loves. They have fresh ground cow, fresh bird, fresh other bird, which it took me a minute to realize that was turkey. That's Loka's favorite. There's fish. And when you're done with the quiz, it recommends what they think your cat will need. And it comes right to your front door. Higher quality ingredients mean a healthier and happier life for your kitty. Head over to smalls.com slash velvet and use promo code velvet at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code velvet for 50% off your first order. 50%. One last time, that's promo code velvet for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. So I had like the craziest New Year's Eve. I'm in LA for the whole month of January. And you know, like the next morning you wake up and you're texting friends and you kind of are talking about the highs and lows of the evening and kind of trying to remember what actually happened, you know, when you've had one too many to drink. It was such an epic text chain. And I'm like, I wish there was some way to like save this. Guess what? There is. And it's called Keepster. I love photo books, but I never in a million years thought that there would be a photo book that combines texting. Keepster is the only way to easily turn your favorite iPhone texts and photos into a beautiful keepsake book. Here's how it works. You download the Keepster app onto your computer, choose your favorite text, photos, emojis, inside jokes. And then, no, there's nothing else to do. Keepster does all the rest. Keepster is perfect for birthdays and anniversaries and special occasions, engagements. Let's face it, we live and share so much of our lives on our phones. Now you can save what's special with Keepster. So if you have an iPhone, head to keepster.co slash velvet and put in promo code velvet for 20% off. That's keepster.co slash velvet and use promo code velvet for 20% off. One last time, keepster.co slash velvet for 20% off. Um, I mean, I think it was a little bit difficult to crack Paige just because like she's also similar to me. Like when I'm a little reserved if I don't know someone right away and that could be taken as maybe like they're being standoffish. But like, no, you're just like overly overstimulating a house full of crazy people. <laughs> but like as we got to go out and hang out, I was like, this girl's cool. Like. There's no like nothing bad about her. I cannot see you being reserved. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my god! I feel like I always I've been getting that since I was a child. Like I'm, they always say I'm like shy or whatever. And then anyone that actually talks to me, they're like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like I don't, I don't know. Like I have like resting bitch face, but who who doesn't these days? You have a secret introverted side that we don't know about. I'm an introverted socialite. I like that. I'm actually more introverted than people think, too. <laughs> well, listen, we saw, you know, Jessica, like you said, you know, she said, well, Jessica, I guess, said that she had some hard, you know, a hard time getting to know some of the girls. Like she thought Paige was kind of standoffish and Sierra mm -hmm. and Amanda. Like, did you, you didn't feel that from your point of view? 
I mean, like, of course, like, being a new person, like, entering a house where everyone is, like, already friends, like, that is uncomfortable. And But, like, then again, I, I'm just, like, very sure of myself and I don't need other people's, like, acceptance or approval to feel any type of way. But, like, I also just, like, looked at the situation. I'm like, oh, my God, like, when things go wrong, like, you naturally gravitate towards people that you feel comfortable with or have, like, chemistry with. And so, like, when people got into fights, like, the girls obviously started talking to people that they feel comfortable with and that that wasn't me or Jess at times because we don't know these people we don't know what's what happened like last year or two years ago or whatever time frame is so I don't know I just didn't take it personally and it's bound to happen when you're new right yeah yeah do you feel I mean was that like a big factor in the house with Jessica or it's because it, it kind of seemed to blow over pretty quickly I mean it seemed to be a rip repetitive theme that she continuously felt left out and kind of like catered towards the men for maybe like attention or friendship or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Well, whatever you want to call it. I mean, she ultimately did have a moment or two with Corey. Mm. You know, she describes him as, you know, 11 inches, you need three hands and all this <laughs> other stuff. You know, oh, what do my. you how do you feel about this match? Are they a good match? Um, I mean, I think it seems that it's a little bit more one sided. Um, I think it I think she was really became fell for him very quickly, which is Funny because she, you know, like expressed to some other love interest in the house that she wanted to take it slow. And at the end of the day, you know, that saying you're like when a guy's like, oh, I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want a relationship. And then like the next week they're dating somebody like, no, they just didn't want you. And I feel like that's the case. Like she didn't want to move slow. She just she wanted somebody else. (laughs) Right. She really I I would agree with that. Like (laughs) I think everyone wants a relationship. Yeah. Like anyone that says that, like you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> well, right. She did move fast with Corey and seems kind of one-sided. And she didn't really seem to want, you know, something mm-hmm. with Luke. Speaking of Luke, because, I mean, listen, as a viewer, there was moments like with Jessica and Luke where it was kind of like, I wouldn't say uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it was like tense to watch. You know, they had this conversation. Craig got really upset. You know, like, was that as tense in the house? You know, like when they had this talk about like, kind of no means no and like learn to read the cues or was it just like did you feel that as like a member of the house between Luke and Jessica and all of this one million percent it was the most uncomfortable night ever because I'm like sitting like during that episode I'm literally sitting in the corner I'm like (laughs) oh I'm like I think I'm eating I'm like I'm just like what's going on and like it was so uncomfortable because I didn't like no one really knew what happened or what triggered this or we like we basically just went like zero to a hundred to Craig screaming and Luke packing his stuff and leaving and we're all like what and like Jessica's crying and we're like what's going on and like we all still don't know the like the full story and I think that will kind of stick between Luke and Jessica but you know at the end I'm glad like things were smoothed over so we could you know reconcile did you think like Craig overreacted? Because as a viewer, you're like the same thing. You're like, what's going mm. on? Mm, I mean, yeah, but you have to take into consideration this was at like 3 a.m. We've all been drinking. Like we're all like tired. Like, y- yes, but like whatever. Like he – I don't know if he apologized necessarily, but I think like he looks back and realizes that he he did overreact a bit. Well, what about Corey? Because you say it's one-sided. I mean, Corey, you know, at one point made a statement that he's pursuing all the women in the house. They just don't know it. <laughs> nice conf- nice and confident there. You know, <laughs> like, does Corey have game? Like, was he really playing hard? I mean, it seemed to work, right? I mean, does Corey have a lot of game? Uh, I mean, like, Corey is someone that you, like, creeps up on you in a way. Like, you you meet him, like I said, and you're just like, what is this douchebag? And then you're like, wait, this douchebag's hot. <laughs> and, like, he definitely has game. But, I mean, like, I've retired from, like, being fucked with. So I really wasn't, like, down for that. <laughs> I, I kind of felt the same way about Corey, too. Like, at first <laughs> I was like, okay, so who's cute in this house this season? Yeah. He wasn't even on my. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait, he's actually really hot. All the girls were like, who do you think is hot? And I was like, you guys clearly don't know my type because none of these men are my type. But if we had to go for somebody, <laughs> it was just funny. If you had to go for someone, you went for the hottest one there. But we'll get into <laughs> that in a second. Who do you think does have the most game then, you know, out of all of these guys? 
I'm gonna say definitely Corey. Like he's the most confident. I mean, like we're gonna leave out the guys that are taken because that's right. there's like right. no point. But so we have Luke, we have Corey, we have Jason. Austin was kind of Austin- ish. Uh, let's throw Austin yeah. in there. Well, well, we shouldn't because he's not in. He, no. Uh- <laughs> But yeah, definitely Corey. Then he came off very confident, and but like not like he's like hitting on you. He was just like down to like have a conversation. You know, he made you feel seen. I like it. Well, listen, we're debating about Austin here in real time. I mean, that is how you. I mean, was it like? Did you get the vibe that Austin had a girlfriend? Because I feel maybe we thought he had a girlfriend more than some other times mm. that he's had one and acted single. But like. Did you just get that vibe? I mean, I know Olivia and he talked about Olivia, but like as a member of the house, like was it like this is a single person? This is a taken man? I mean, he came in very, I mean, I didn't know who Olivia was. So he came in very much like Olivia, Olivia, Olivia. I'm with Olivia. I'm like, okay, who's Olivia? (laughs) Like, okay, I don't care, but who's Olivia? But yeah, no, I mean, he, he, from what I've gathered from like Sierra and everyone else, like his demeanor towards this girl was definitely way different. Um, and yeah, I mean, he was for all intents and purposes taken, but he also didn't refer to her as his girlfriend to us. So the was gray area he, was Austin trying to play both sides of the fence. No, he was very he was very um, conservative. I guess that's a. I mean, I I I I, I could see that. <laughs> Was did you feel because like in prior seasons, right? There was this past with like Sarah and Austin. They seem to be, you know. Did you feel tension in that, or oh, did they one thousand percent again? Yeah, because I remember like having a few conversations. I'm like, is there something there? Because I feel it there. Like I don't know if you guys still have feelings, but there's still like a lot of chemistry. But that never really dies between people. You know, it's just something you're gonna like you acknowledge, and you're like, all right, well, it didn't work out next (laughs) and she's getting upset at him when he's maybe revealing the last time he had sex and vice versa that just comes down to respect like no one wants to hear that like that you you don't ever want to like make someone feel bad about that because like i said like you still like have care for people even if you're not like together with them can you imagine if olivia did come to this house when he invited her forest fires That would have been a total forest fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see a difference in Kyle and Amanda? Because, I mean, you they were very tense before the wedding. I imagine that as <laughs> – were they tense clients? No. Amanda was so lovely. Really? And Kyle was – Kyle's very much, like, all business. Like, and I appreciate that, like, entrepreneur mindset. He kind of, like, gave the reins to Amanda in terms of, like, aesthetic. But, like, no, they were so cool. But also I feel like because it was, like, you know, two weeks out, they didn't really have, like, an option to push back on things because they are like, well, if we don't do this, then it's not going to happen. But, no, they were they were awesome. And I also just think, like, she and I clicked so well, like, aesthetically that it, there wasn't any, like, need to be, like, tense with me, at least. They were very laid back in the house this time. And, like, they, they just needed uh, to get married and just get it out of the way. And now Kyle is, like, chill and, you know. They were so cute in the house. I feel, I mean, I've heard a lot of things about them in previous seasons, but they really were, like, a great role model for a relationship this season, like, what a healthy relationship looks like. Do you think, who do you think is a better role model, Kyle and Amanda or Paige and Craig? <laughs> I think it I mean at that time I feel like to say Craig and Paige were are a better or more of a role model relationship that's not fair but because Kyle and Amanda have been through so much and also have overcome so many problems and issues so I'm gonna go with Kyle and Amanda that's a good I mean Craig and Paige have both said at different times like you know doing press and just out there that they are the model couple <laughs> I mean what what does that mean something different for everybody you know like i think a good sound relationship and also like a relationship to look up to are relationships that do go through problems and how they you get through problems and and like how you work through them is the best example of how like relationships should work do you think that i mean listen craig has i mean at some points in the house he upset sierra at some points he upset amanda i mean these are Paige's really good friends mm-hmm. do you think Paige has her hands full with Craig, and do you think that they have what it takes to go the distance? I mean, if anyone could handle Craig, I feel like it'd be Paige. So I think he's they've met each other's match <laughs> there. 
they seem pretty well matched, right? Yeah, they're they're hilarious together. I feel like she is, even though like people are like, oh, Paige puts up with Craig. I'm like, well, Craig probably puts up with Paige too. Like you don't know like everything behind closed doors, but like they're super cute and like a different type of relationship dynamic than Amanda and Kyle have. Well, you had some moments in the house yourself with <laughs> our friend Jason, who I do think is the hottest guy in the house. That's just my vote. <laughs> You know, does Jason have game? You had to make the first move. Lindsay had to make the first move last mm-hmm. summer or I last winter. I see a trend here. <laughs> I see a trend here. I mean, does Jason have game? Listen, he's he cooks. He's nice. He's attractive. But does he have game? Let me put it this way. Um, I think Jason checks a lot of boxes. Like, you know, like exactly what you just said. He cooks. He cleans. He's obviously a good looking. He's a model. Duh. Um, all these things. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, are those – the reasons you stay with somebody are those the reasons you pick somebody like they're pluses but um i mean he is of course attractive and not just physically but i don't know i it's i wasn't it took a little minute for me to like recognize some of the other redeeming qualities from him because i wasn't just looking to check boxes this vacation <laughs> you're so mature i was just having this conversation <laughs> i was just you. in miami i was just having this conversation with someone way younger than me and they were <laughs> Like, should you be focused on like looks? And, and you're like, shouldn't you go for someone's personality? And I'm like, oh, this is an interesting concept. Thank you. I mean, I've been through some shit, and I, I mean, it's I'm I'm wiser now. I wouldn't say I'm like 100% mature because you give me a few shots and the wooing starts and who knows whatever. But yeah, thank you though. What was it? Because like, right, you weren't just looking to check boxes. What was it? It just. I mean, you guys had a moment. It just wasn't. It just wasn't him. He just wasn't your person. Well, hear me out. I feel like sometimes people are like, it's a relation. Like sometimes relationships can like sneak up on you, like Carl and Lindsay's. You know, it, it it blossomed over time. With me, I'm like, I instantly need to feel that connection. And like, it's like if you don't sleep with someone right away, and it takes too long, that burning since like that burning desire kind of fizzles away. And I feel like I just need it to like pop off right away or like some crazy connection and to get me hooked and but like that never really happened and I'm a pretty aggressive person in my personal life and especially in my business like I'm tired (laughs) I want someone to like come after me I'm like I'm tired of making decisions all the time and I was looking for somebody to like let me take a back seat but like I didn't take a back seat I had to kiss him first (laughs) That that 100% makes sense to me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm the exact same way. It's, I don't understand how two friends like Carl and Lindsay, it makes no sense to me. Like if I don't feel it right away, it's like I'm not going to wake up in like two years and say, there you are. This is, yeah, been, there yeah, you it's, are. It's, You've been here all along. It's so not for me. Yeah, I mean, but like some what works for them doesn't work for me and seems like it doesn't work for you either. But like – I mean, at the end of the day, like, I think Jason's great, and I just, like, was looking for something different. Not someone better than him, just different that's better for me. Just different. And, like, for me, it's not about ego. It's just if left to my own devices, like, I won't chase. It's not It's not a power. It's just, like, you kind of have to hit me over the head and, yeah. like, it, it'll, it'll work that yeah. way. Yeah. I don't know. I'm tired of chasing men. Like, I've done that for, like, for many years, and, like, I'm like, I want to be chased. If you're anything like me, you made a bunch of New Year's resolutions. Mine are very simple, to eat healthier and to work less. Now, the working less isn't going so well, but eating healthy, I've got that covered because of Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, soups, flatbreads, snacks, smoothies, and lattes. So much more built out organic fruits and vegetables. And everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I don't cook and I don't do a lot to prepare things. It's too much for me. That's why I love Daily Harvest because with easy to prep options, I never have to think twice about what to eat for my next meal, snack, or dessert. Everything stays fresh in my freezer until I'm ready to enjoy it. Now, all the food is great. They have like a broccoli and cheese harvest bowl, which is amazing. Sweet potato and wild rice hash, which is amazing. But I'm just so partial to their smoothies. Their strawberry and peach smoothie. Oh my God. I mean, listen, the bottom line is Daily Harvest does all the work and delivers it right to my front door. So listen, if eating well is a goal for 2023 for you, let Daily Harvest support you on that journey. Go to dailyharvest.com slash velvet to get up to $40 off your first box. 
That's dailyharvest.com slash velvet for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash velvet. What's up, everybody? It's Adore Delano. I'm here to let you know that my Part of Your World Tour is coming to a city near you. Me and my band are hitting the road in just a few short weeks, and we're bringing the party to you. We'll be playing some of your favorites like I Adore You, Dirty Laundry, and 27 Club. And who knows? You might even hear some fun new covers you've been cooking up. Don't forget to grab your VIP upgrade so you can hang out with me, everybody's favorite Libra. Let's party. (laughs) Well, it didn't work out with you and Jason, but you do have a boyfriend now. I do, and he chases me. What can you what can you tell us about this mystery man who is on your Instagram? It's it was it was a hard launch. I don't know if you used those words or I read that somewhere. I think did you use those words? I think I did. Okay. Yeah. I actually think you did too. I, <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't remember where I read it. But talk to me about this hard launch and tell us who this mystery man is. His name is Thomas. Um, he's a little bit older than some of these little boys in the house. Um, he's an interior designer. We actually met over a year ago. It's funny. Um, he actually DM'd me. So it works, you guys. Um, He caught my eye. And at this point, he was living in Texas. So he saw me on another show that I was on. And he honestly was just like complimenting my work because he's uh, he appreciates like style and design as well. And then one day we met up because he he used to work by like from Texas and New York. And I was like, oh, my God, he's so handsome. He's cool. He's sweet. And he finally moved back to New York a couple months ago. And... Now I'm his girlfriend. (laughs) Was this other show HBO's Full Bloom? Yep. (laughs) Listen, this is behind the velvet rope. We we like do our research here. Stalker. It was, <laughs> yes. It was a, so that was like a flower competition show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. And he just saw you on it back then and said, hey. He wasn't even hitting on me, supposedly, when he like messaged me. He was just like, wow, that, what you did was so beautiful. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> and I don't know, something about both of us just kind of caught each other's eyes. And, you know, like nothing really started to happen until he moved back here. And he had some reservations about me. Like he thought I was like some crazy party girl who like, I don't know, is like never happy with like goes from guy to guy or whatever. And like that's not wrong of him to assume that. But like it's because I didn't find like someone I actually cared about. And, the you know, he always says like I'm – such a surprise to him. And I love that, you know? Keep them on their toes. How long has this... First of all, I think when someone slips into your DMs, I think they're always hitting on you. That's just me. Sam, are we, are we like, naive or are we just, like, full of ourselves? I mean, well, I mean, like, you can use any excuse, like, but I think ultimately Shoot that's... Shoot a shot. Shoot yeah, a shot. <laughs> I think ultimately... That's what it is, don't you? I think so, too, but whatever. He is 100% a gentleman and the best. Like, I always say I've been waiting all my life to meet him, and I'm so excited that I have him now. (laughs) I mean, I know when people slip into my DMs and I respond, it's not like I'm not just – this is no, I'm I'm responding for a particular reason, no matter how casual this might be at the moment. Yeah, I want your attention. Yeah. And they want it like they want yours. So how long have you guys been dating? Uh we started seeing each other in September, so still fresh, but you know, as Jess said, uh two days is like what or six days is two months. Well, then we're in a year right now. <laughs> this is what Jess said. <laughs> What if you think back, like what was kind of like the high of being in the house? Like what was like the best thing or the best memory? Like is there one memory that sticks out to you? I really love the car rides home from any activity. Really? Because like it just reminded me of being in college and like the most fun times for me, like when you're like driving, you're like you're drunk, you just had a great night, you're about to go home and eat food with your friends and like take off your makeup and get like more rowdy and like relax and like also like we didn't have to drive ourselves home. Obviously we were drunk and like we were just like screaming in the car, like hanging out the windows, like I don't know, it was just like so like genuine and raw and like careless or carefree, (laughs) carefree. (laughs) What about the opposite? Like a low or just like a moment where you're like, oh, this is not fun. Oh my God. I mean, like, I feel like I just felt like shit every day because we were not eating right. We were drinking all the time. We had like, there were so many activities and I was like, my life, like, Granted, my life is pretty planned out with like that revolves around work and stuff. But I'm like, I'm like, okay, we ever everyone has to be up and ready by 11 a.m. We're going to the bar, like we're going to skiing, and then we're going to the bar, and then we're eating dinner, and then we're going out, and then we're drinking. I'm like, can I just have a minute? <laughs> 
But on top of that, the house was a disaster. <laughs> well, you also were also kindred spirits because I too, I wake up at 5 a.m. every morning. Mm-hmm. No one gets it. That time, before, when it is dark out. It's before, like the holy time. It's the holy time. <laughs> and then it's like 7.30 in the morning and the sun's coming up and people are, like, people are still huge, not even I have a whole day already. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, no, I've, yeah, I've gotten so much done already. And mm-hmm. you know, some days it's 5.15, God forbid it's 5.30, <laughs> but like. People don't realize. It's so, yeah, it's like, it's definitely like my time. And I really, really tried to like take that morning time, especially in the house that everyone was still sleeping to just like, okay, you got this. <laughs> you got this. You can do it. What was the tense, tensest moment in the house for you? Was it this whole thing with like, you know, Craig and Luke or was there something else? I mean, on an outside perspective from not being involved in anything like that, like that moment was the most tense because it was... I mean, it's it. I very much so like kind of um, take on other people's energies and feelings. So like, I absorbed all of that tenseness, and I was like, oh, like what's going on? But I will say there was a moment um, for me personally that's coming up that I can't tell you much about that I did feel personally that was like the most um, tense moment for me. So stay tuned. So there's even more tenseness to come. Would you expect anything less? (laughs) This is Bravo and this is Winter House. So no. (laughs) What about how did Carl and Lindsay arriving? Did that change the dynamic? And if so, how? Yes, they shook up everyone's worlds, I feel like, which is crazy that like, I think more so Lindsay than Carl, because I think everyone um, is very friendly with Carl and maybe are in whatever type of situation with Lindsay. Um, but yeah, like it's crazy how like one person's arrival can really make everyone start talking. <laughs> is that really how it felt? Because that's how it kind of felt like as a viewer. <laughs> but is that like what like Lindsay came and then all the whole like the atmosphere changed? Yeah, I mean, everyone was just kind of like talking, chattering behind each other's backs and stuff. And I'm like, and here I am being like, what's going on? Like, what happened? Like, I had no idea. So like, I'm always like, I I feel really nosy, but I was like, what? Huh? (laughs) Is that just your nice way of saying that Amanda and Paige and Sierra were talking behind Lindsay's back? I wouldn't say like talking as in gossiping. I think just like, I mean, if we we all know who really started the rumor mill or whether it was a rumor or not, but um, I think they were just like talking over what was said or what actually happened. I mean, did so? There's there's a lot that happened. I yeah. think when Lindsay and Carl came, like I guess let's divide it into two categories for a minute. Okay. First off, you know, there was this whole thing with Jason where, I mean, you know, look, the world knows that, you know, she became pregnant and had a miscarriage. And I mean, there was this tension. Mm-hmm. Like, did you feel that tension in the house? And like, did you really know what was going on between like Jason and Lindsay? And were you really aware of all of this? I had asked some of the girls, like, what exactly happened last winter? And then I was treading lightly with Jason because I know that's, like, super personal and I didn't want to be, like, invasive to, like, a situation that, like, he was already kind of anticipating. So I did know what happened, but, like, I didn't know, like, how he felt and, like, why he was feeling the way he did. But I knew there was, like, some, like, apprehension of, like, talking to me or, like, starting anything with me with her coming. And what about, you know, because it still seems to be playing out now, like in real time of, you know, look, I had Jason on this podcast and we (laughs) talked about it. I think that's the podcast Lindsay's referring to. But I mean, that's a whole nother story. But I mean, where do you fall, you know, on this whole uh, really on it? You know what I mean? Like she's upset that he spoke out on it. He's upset that he feels that she mentioned it on Summer House and he wasn't like aware of that. I don't know. There's a lot going on. Oh, I totally knew you were going to ask me this. And I was like, oh, damn it. Here it comes. Um, I will try to stay a little neutral here because I, as a woman, I feel for Lindsay completely and entirely. And But, like, knowing Jason, I also feel for him and, like, his point of view and how his feelings might have been hurt. At the end of the day, you know, like, he did know what was happening. Um And, you know, like, it's not Lindsay's fault that, like, certain publications wanted her opinion on it. Like, there's – you cannot control that. It's not her fault. Like, she talked about it, and, of course, people are going to ask her opinion on it. And it's not her fault that people didn't want to hear Jason's. If he wanted to talk about it, he could have maybe, like, reached out and gotten his word out there. Um, But I also think Lindsay lives a more public life than him. So – he isn't as vocal about his feelings and whatnot. Um, had 
I think though that he should have gotten a little more of a heads up that the that that episode was going to air because I think he was only given like a mere few minutes um, when I think they could have given him maybe like a day or two. <laughs> you know, like I'll get I'll go as far as that, but I don't think what Lindsay did was wrong at all by sharing her story. She one hundred percent had every re- every right to do so. Right. I guess, I mean, that's what she's saying. Like, look, it's my story. It's my Mm -hmm. body. Like, you can't shame me for wanting to. And she is being asked about this. I mean, she's the most, like, outspoken person in a good way. Like, she's so vulnerable to the world with what's happening to her, what has happened. And with Jason, I feel like for someone who is so meticulous and careful with his words, I think he might have fumbled that conversation a little bit because it just sounded like he wanted press, which maybe he did. Maybe he does. Um, but that I think he chose his words a little incorrectly. But I think we all know his intentions were true. Right. Yes, and I think Lindsay has accused him of just wanting press. I think that was part of it. And mm-hmm. What about – what is it – like you said, like Lindsay is very outspoken. And I mean a lot of us are, right? Like <laughs> yeah. what is it about her that you feel – does then change the dynamic of the house and like there's you know people are talking and like you know like Amanda has said recently like on Watch What Happens you know Lindsay's maybe not the she's the rudest to fans and Paige is like oh yeah like (laughs) why why do these girls have such a problem with Lindsay I I really I haven't firsthand like experienced any like of her supposed wrath if she has some like I talked to her in the summer and like you know like heard her out and like I think she's honestly like really amazing and strong like she's such a strong woman um I just think she's unapologetically herself and that's not easy to do and sometimes I don't think she holds back and whereas I think sometimes um she doesn't hold back and isn't afraid of like maybe the reactions that people might give her whereas the other girls do hold back a little bit more and maybe maybe that's why she like Lindsay just doesn't care what people think of her that makes sense and we could all maybe be more like that and it is very much like take take me or leave me Uh, yeah and I don't even think that's such a bad thing no it's not but like not everyone is like that but sometimes we do maybe we do wish we care we could care less about what people think of us. And I don't think Lindsay cares if people like her or they don't. And uh, I wish I could be like that too. But I, I would agree with that. <laughs> now, what about this other whole situation, you know, where Austin is bringing up, you know, so I guess to boil it down, Carl and Lindsay, I guess that's when they started at the wedding that you were at. That's when mm-hmm. they started realizing, you know, hey, you know, we've been there before, but this, you know, I'm starting to develop feelings. And now, you know, Austin saying like Lindsay crawled into his bed and touched his <laughs> dick and all this other stuff. I mean, how do you feel about this situation? Like, is anyone in the wrong? Who's in the wrong? Oh, God. I mean, like, I rewatched that episode back and kind of heard, like, what people were saying. And, like, my interpretation before I watched it, <laughs> like, being there um, was that, like, Carl and Lindsay decided that they're, like, going to try, right? And, like, that early stages before you actually get into the relationship, so whatever, October was when they started dating. I don't know. It's like I know their timeline of the relationship. Thank you, world. But, yeah, I think, like, the moments before you start dating, that's when you build trust. And you're, like, that's when you kind of, like, start stop seeing people. You start filtering it out. And you build trust in order to get into a relationship. And I think that's why everyone was, like, harping on it so much. Because, like, the day you decide, like, I like you. We're going to try. We're not in a relationship yet. But, like, that's when you kind of start, I guess, behaving differently. You know, or doing things you wouldn't want the other person to do to you. So I think that's what people were like, or like the girls and the guys in the house were kind of upset about. But I mean, like, hey, if Carl's okay with it, if Carl knows and he's okay with it, then why why do you guys care so much? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I really didn't understand it. That's just me personally. I I was like, but you never really had it. It's like the first time after a year, two years, three years, however long, you know, and you never had a conversation that we're now exclusive. So yeah. this isn't – how is this not okay? I don't know. Talking about it now, I'm like, I'm confused all over again. <laughs> like, what actually happened? And I think the only people that will ever really know that will be um, Lindsay and Austin. And do you think, regardless of what happened, do you think Austin handled it wrong? 
You know, I think he when he like talked about it to like to the girls, and I think Craig was there. He was just more so like expressing his uncomfortableness about it that exploded into like a huge shitstorm. I think he was just like nervous of her coming and being uncomfortable and awkward around Carl, and you know, like maybe he was afraid of like sabotaging their relationship. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I don't think he was trying to like stir the pot entirely. I think he was just more like freaked out but you could argue i'm not arguing just (laughs) one could argue that he could have taken Lindsay aside maybe in private well that's not the world we live in that isn't the world that we live in now (laughs) it is not what about what how do you feel about carl and Lindsay? i mean and would you like to do maybe their wedding maybe you could do the flowers for their wedding oh my god i would love to do their wedding i've retired from the wedding industry for the most part unless I love, like, the people and, like, their vision. And, I mean, I think they're great. And I feel like I've been a part of their love story a little bit or kind of watched it unfold. And, I I mean, I'm happy for them. Like, who doesn't love love? And, like, who doesn't want to support people in love? So I'm I'm happy for them. And I I hope the best and wish them the best. And they seem like the real deal, at least from, like, a viewer's point of view. Like, they seem like they have what it takes to go the distance. I think, like... They have a very mature relationship in the way that they travel together, they work out together, they cook all the time. Like it's like it's very stereotypical, like ideal relationship. And I, I mean, I love that. I'm very like I'm like a walking cliche with things, and like I love all of those things. And I'm I'm very happy. And they do seem really really healthy, literally, because they're working out and eating well. <laughs> they work out a lot. Yeah. What about the other couple in the house, Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz? <laughs> Oh my god, they were a, a breath of fresh air. They were so fun, and I heard so much about them. And they walked in, I was like, the, "I'm like, you're really cool. You have like really cool outfits." I remember like rubbing Tom's like sequin blazer. I was like, "I need this." <laughs> I could see you and Tom Sandoval switching clothes. We should have. I should have stolen that blazer, but I think he was like going on tour afterwards, so he needed it. <laughs> did you? So you didn't? Did you know what Vanderpump Rules was? Like really? No, I'm such wow. a loser. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, now I do. And now I'm like, I, I went to BravoCon. I sat like sat and watched a few panels. And I was like, these people are so funny. I understand why they have like 10 seasons or whatever it is. <laughs> did you, did you, so I mean, I, did you know anyone at BravoCon? Like, do you know, oh, there's a, you know, Beverly Hills housewife. There's a housewife from Dubai. Like, did you know all these people by the time you went there? Um, A little bit. I feel like I knew who some housewives were just because like my mom watched it or like my all my like all my guy friends. <laughs> my gays watch it and like love them love every one of them so like I knew them a little bit and like I w- sat in on a Real Housewives panels and I was like cracking up like I was like I understand the obsession with Bravo now and I had met some of the girls um, from Southern Charm and then I like met obviously some of the Vanderpump Rules at our like premiere night for Winter House and, and they're all just like normal people and I think people forget that I forgot that because I like walked up to like the Southern Charm girls and I was like hi I like I I love you and they're like who are you i'm like oh right you're at my premiere <laughs> right you're like hello yeah <laughs> who was because this seems to be the question that goes around now when people do interviews <laughs> who was like just one or two of the nicest bravo celebrities you met um i'm obsessed with ariana she's like so sweet and beautiful i'm obsessed with her for sure um and another nice one let's see um i thought i mean i feel like i'm obsessed with like Taylor from um, Southern Charm too. She was like super cute. You love the Southern Charm girls and the Vanderpump kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What about the opposite? Who just kind of blew you off? Acted like they were up there and you weren't? I didn't really interact with many people that like I didn't really interact with a lot of people. I was in, like, the back room during BravoCon, but, like, everyone was in their own world. I, like, didn't – I mean, I'm sure if I tried to talk to some people, they would have been like, who are you? And I'm like, mm, I'm wondering that, too, at this moment. <laughs> You're like, I'm here, and yeah. I'm on the show, too. Yeah. <laughs> what has – like, have you heard from other people, like, you know, in your life? Like, what's what's people's reactions? What's your parents' reaction? Like, mm. now that you say that they're Housewife fans and now you're on <laughs> Bravo, like – 
Well, my friends are so happy for me. They're like obsessed with it and they love sending me screenshots of my face and like all my horrible like facial expressions. I'm like, could you not do that? Um, I will say my mom going on to the show was not happy about it because she knows kind of the reputation, especially like Summer House has of just being like a party show and da da da. And I'm like, mom, you don't understand. These are like successful, cool people and they make a lot of money and I want to make a lot of money and like let me do this. Not that. I had to get her permission, <laughs> but she, yeah, she wasn't too happy about it. But I mean, I made my choice. I'm an adult. And actually recently she sent me a very lengthy text, which should have been an email for being honest, um, about how proud she is. And she's like, you're handling yourself so well. And like talking about your business, you look so pretty. I'm like, and I think she like finally came around, which like meant a lot to me because I've been sharing my story like in my own way. And I think she's just like proud of how I'm holding myself. Wow. Are your parents the same that, like, you'll get a text and it's so long and you're like, this is not what a text is supposed yeah. to look like? Yeah, I'm like, Mom, this is, like, five paragraphs deep. You've used every single heart emoji color in the rainbow. Like, <laughs> And, like, when they use paragraph yes, breaks, you're that's like, what this she did. is not a text. And then she even, like, starts it with, like, like very properly and ends it properly with, like, commas. And, like, love, Mom. I'm like, I know, Mom. I know this is you. <laughs> And she was really worried why just like out of all the shows, like this is the party show, like everyone's fall down drunk. (laughs) Yeah, I think she was just worried. She's like, are you sure this is a good look for your business and who you are? And I'm just like, I mean, these are all things that cross my mind, of course. But I mean, at the end of the day, like anyone that watches Bravo, chances are you're pretty cool and you're great and I want you as a client. So what doesn't it's not going to hurt me. And now she's like, wow, like you, yeah. you handled yourself well. Yeah. So like, it was nice to have like her seal of approval finally um, about it. And um, I mean, it, it could have gone very wrong, but I think, you know, she came around. So what do you want? What do you want people to take away as they watch you specifically? On, or, <laughs> you know, on the show, they've watched this season, you know, if they go back and watch again or those who are not caught up. I feel like the most, like, positive thing that people have, like, taken away from me being on the show is, like, one, people are like, oh, my God, like, an Asian's on Winter House. I was like, yes, thank you. True, I am Asian. <laughs> but, I mean, I I think taking away that I am, you don't need to be the loudest in the room to always be noticed. And even though you say I'm, like, sh- I'm not reserved, but, like, compared to these other people, yeah, I am. But, like, to that degree, like, yeah, you don't need to be the loudest person in the room to be, like, noticed. And... I feel like that goes to, that does, says a lot. That's good advice. Hmm. Well, you know, now that you're in the mix, you know, we have a summer. It's not summer yet, but eventually we're <laughs> going to have a summer. We're going to go back to the Hamptons. Are you a Hamptons girl? I'm so much more of a summer Hamptons girl than I am Vermont in winter. <laughs> I am. I relocate myself May 15th and I do not step foot. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, that is when I arrive in Sag Harbor (laughs) and I do not come back to New York City until September or October. (laughs) So it's all about the Hamptons for me. Mm -hmm. You know, but what do you think? Might we see you on Summer House? I can't say I'm not on the next season as a full-time cast member, but it doesn't mean you won't see me on the show, so... I mean, and you, have, you, have you gone back and watched any of Summer House, or you just want to take all, all of it? Really, all of it. I binged it all, and I was like, I un- like again, I understand. Like, and then I saw like how you know Kyle Amanda started, and like all this stuff, and it's so funny now because I'm like, I know these people. Like, I hung out with them. I've lived with them for two and a half weeks or whatever, and like it's it's just so funny watching it back and like seeing how much people have grown. I would think especially like meeting Colin and Amanda at their wedding mm-hmm. and now seeing them happily married, just they've gone through a lot. Yeah, I think it's so much to like be proud of. And like, I mean, it, it takes it does not everyone can share their life on TV like that because you see people at their best and their worst and people are are very, very critical. Do you know, like, do you hang out with a lot of these people now or you do? I mean, you're busy at work. Like, I don't know. Do you still hang out with all these I've new in, friends of yours? I've run into some of the girls at, like, other, like, influencer events and whatnot, either events that I've thrown or, like, been a part of. Um, but it's always so nice to see them because it's just, like, a comforting face because, you know, New York is a hectic, wild place. And, like, running into, like, people feels, like, very homey when you do. What do you spend most of the time on your business on? And you said you were retired from weddings. <laughs> you just did the Courtney Kardashian, but like mm-hmm. what at, at Fashion Week? So, what does your like? What do you tell people? What you spend most of your time on? 
events, corporate branded events or launches for alcohol brands, skincare. I've started working with YouTube and TikTok. That's fucking cool if you ask me. That's cool. <laughs> um, I did like Smirnoff's holiday party recently. And yeah, big, big names. <laughs> what do you do for like YouTube? Like, okay, like I'm some big YouTube star mm-hmm. or TikTok and I just want a certain type of flowers. Luckily, um, I feel like most of my, most not all my clients trust me and like now I have so much of a following in term- and like I've worked with so many big names people like trust me and they're like okay just like this is the vibe this is what we want like do what what do you suggest I was like oh, music to my ears yeah, that's like, like let me tell you what you need yeah. or what you want um, but with that being said yeah usually they like give me some color palettes some like loose ideas installation things like activations we all love a photo moment you know <laughs> who doesn't love flowers I mean I am I'm truly obsessed with flowers actually for real (laughs) some of my brides i've had in the past could care less and really at the same time i'm just like okay that's easier for me then like you don't know what you want and sometimes they know what they don't want which is helpful because then i can like it's my job to figure out like to zone like how hone in on like what your identity is do you have a favorite flower you might have said this on the show. I don't think Sweet you did. Sweet is. It's uh, tattooed on my neck here. Oh. <laughs> I love that. I don't know. If, I mean, you either said that on your... I, I think I read that somewhere. I just didn't Probably. know. That or like a butterfly ranunculus. They're like... I always say they're very soft and delicate flowers with a lot of attitude. Just like you, of yeah. course. <laughs> what about... What flowers do you find overrated? I find sunflowers offensive. Really? It's funny because that was like my favorite flower back in the day when I was like 18. And I've severely changed my opinion on them. But if you love them, I I will make an arrangement for you. (laughs) And And hydrangeas. Where do you stand on like roses? Do you love – because I love – I mean you're going to maybe, you know, want me to leave the room now. Like I love the non-red roses. I love white roses. I love pink roses. Are you a traditionalist? You only want your your you about to, to, no. I'm just kidding. You're about um, to get serious now. It's so funny that you say that because most people and all any guy I've ever dated, they're like you like they they never get me flowers because they're so worried they're gonna like let me down. I was like, you don't understand. Every Valentine's Day, I want a dozen of red roses. I want white roses all the time. Like I want cliches because they're cliches for a reason. They represent like white roses are classic and beautiful. Get them for me. I want red roses on Valentine's Day because it's like love. Like get me the fucking teddy bear and the candy box. I literally told my boyfriend that like the other day and. Like I, I like like those base basic flowers. Like you don't like if I wanted a beautiful range bow, I'll make it myself. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have flowers all around your house? Negative. <laughs> None. I can't even keep plants alive. Like I, the only time I ever have flowers in my apartment are like flowers left over from events, and I'm just like, all right, well, I'll make something. <laughs> Do you get flowers for a lot of other people, like your boyfriend? Like, are you are you a flower giver? Oh my god, yeah, all the time. Like anytime I I'm very like old fashioned. So if I go to like someone's house, I'll bring wine and flowers. I don't know. My parents taught me right, you know. <laughs> what about, you know, cuz we look, winter house, summer house, bravo. There's such a guilty pleasure for so many people. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have guilty pleasures? I mean, I know you didn't watch a lot of reality TV. Like, it doesn't have to be reality, just like scripted TV. Like, what are your you know, like, what, are, are, are you binging anything or are you just like, I don't watch TV? Oh, my God. No, I watch like every single horror movie that ever has been made and that like any movie that's ever come out. But if we're talking about TV shows, I've been obsessed with Gilmore Girls my entire life. Like I will watch it daily. Anything CW, Gilmore Girls, <laughs> Dawson's Creek, Felicity, They're all that like stuff. classics, but Gossip Girl. I really love um, Selling Sunset and Selling OC. Like those are my reality TV binge watching shows. I'm like, give me. It's like giving me fashion, drama, like some class, you know, all of it. I love those shows. Selling Sunset is one of the best reality shows that has ever existed. Yes. In the history of TV. I can't I would, wait for the next season. Like, I, I don't know. When, I think it's coming out soon, but I'm like, I cannot wait. And selling, I've had a lot of them on. I've had a lot of the OC girls on. Selling the OC, <gasps> just as good. Just as it good. Is, I took me a while to warm up it to it. It takes a minute. But it's because you, like, you don't know who these people are. Right. You're not like, invested. But now I am, and I'm ready for season two. Are you still mourning the exit of Christine Quinn, or are you just like, thank God she's gone? 
I feel like they were just doing her dirty at the end. Like, they weren't giving her anything. Like, she should have just left after her wedding and been like, I'm done. Because they were tearing her down. They were just trying to make her, like... I know she was, like, the villain, but they were, like, just doing her so dirty. Do you follow her on Instagram? I mean, girlfriend is... Like, she is... I don't think she even remembers... We don't even remember she was on a reality show. She doesn't even acknowledge it. She's like, I'm so above you, bitches. Which is probably what she would say. (laughs) Like She is, like... She's like in Paris every day at every She's fashion, a fashion girl. Show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Like you, you transitioned overnight. I it's saw crazy. a funny article, and it was like Kendall or Kylie meets uh, Christine Quinn, and Kylie definitely didn't know who she was. And I was like, <gasps> I'm just picturing Kylie meeting Kylie. I was like, oh wow. <laughs> was funny. No, you have to. Who who's your favorite selling Sunset agent? Like besides her, like on the show. Like if you were gonna. I feel like I started to really love Chriselle. I don't know, like her, like, oh, who's the other, who the, um, oh, who's Heather? I love Heather, too. I'm she still just... coming around on Heather. Mm-hmm. I don't I know. I think I like Emma. Oh, Emma? I didn't realize Emma is, like, pretty young. Is she? Yeah. I, I didn't even know that. Because, like, Chriselle's, like, in their 40s, and, and I was surprised to find that um, Emma's, like, my age, and I was like, she just looks, like, so much more womanly than me. I, I just thought they were all the same age, but no. it is it is literally the best show ever. Mm-hmm. But so is Bravo's Million Dollar Listing LA, which I is, need to watch uh, that. I saw it. You have no it, idea. Or I saw it pop up on my, like, you should watch this, and I was like, hmm. It's mm. back. It's back, I think, any day now, but it's it's it's. It's going to be a good season. Okay, I'll give it a watch. What's next for you? What do you have next going on in life? Doing anything special for the holidays, New Year's? Well, I had a pretty huge blowout New Year's last year, so I'm going to take a back seat on this one. But I'm going to Denver next week to meet my boyfriend's family, so that's a big deal. Wow. Um, other than that, just kind of cruising into the next year, and like, I want to go to Europe for a month or something, and just really just... Zone out. Happily. Just zone out. Listen, yeah. you've been working really hard. <laughs> We've loved watching you on Winter House this season. You're going to be back next season. I feel it. <laughs> Winter House is going to be back because I think this second season was blew the first. The first one was great. I think the season blew the first one out of the water. I think so too. <laughs> so, anything else you want to chat about before we leave? I really appreciate your time. Thank you for coming in studio. I love when someone wants to come into the studio. Anything to put on a look, you know? Well, yeah. I really hope you didn't do all this for me. Everyone's going to have to see these <laughs> videos because you are you are dressed. You are dressed. I'm like. Well, I'm going to leave here and go buy a Chanel bag. <laughs> do it. Do it. I'm all about a bag. But I really appreciate your time. Everyone, where where can everyone follow you that doesn't already follow you? You can follow me on my personal Instagram page, Dearest Period Rachel. Or for less of my face, you can follow my business page at Dearest Rachel NYC. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.